Jimmy Joe. You done bad. Y'all know what settles on badness, <laughs> don't you? Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead. Y'all stop. There ain't no pumpkinhead. What about old Mr. Foley? He moved away. Uh-uh. Pumpkinhead. Teared off his head and drank all the blood. Did not. Did too. Shut up, Hesse. Keep away from Pumpkinhead pumpkin unless you're tired of living. His enemies are mostly dead. He's mean enough for pumpkin. Stop it! Bolted doors and windows barred. Guard dogs prowling in the yard. Won't protect you till you're dead. Stay away from Pumpkinhead. So keep away from Pumpkinhead. Stop it! Stop it! They thought they'd made a horror show. Stirred a curse deep down below. One hundred lunatics. But they had built it again to feel. One hundred, one hundred. Forever now they must spin the wheel. Lunatics, lunatics. This is the 100 Lunatics Podcast, where horror lovers and horror haters come together for insights, insults, and information overload. Tonight, Spin 19, Pumpkinhead. Thank you, Wilter, the wheel. The prestigious, the wheel. I'm your horror lover, Daniel. With me is my horror hater, Cousin Nathan. Hello, everyone. Uh... Andrew the Intern. What's up? And returning after a short hiatus, Marissa. Hello, hello. And Caruso. It feels so good to be back. Uh, It's a full room again. Last time we got a little chatty, didn't we, gentlemen, about Friday the 13th? There was a lot to talk about. I seem to remember the intern wouldn't stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) Just watched the whole series. Well, I had a few things to say. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. We endured it, and now we're moving on. We're I moving know. past that now. Thank goodness. Yeah. We are, <laughs> we are <laughs> moving past that to Spin 19, 1988's Pumpkinhead, Stan Winston's Pumpkinhead. This is an often overlooked 80s horror movie. It is part of the era. It's part of all the other Jasons and Freddies that came along in that time. But not many people ever talk about Pumpkinhead. I think there might be a reason why. Yeah? yeah. Think yeah. so? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I'm feeling a sad, somber tone, Andrew. <laughs> this movie was artistic. Oh, okay. Okay. You started off with something nice. Okay, keep, keep, keep it going. No, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. That's it. I'm getting the impression uh, Caruso and Marissa were a little cold on it. Is that also how you guys feel? Cold is one way to put how I feel. <laughs> I'm warm on the inside. It's like a burning hatred that's building up. <laughs> okay. No idea what any of that means. When, mm-hmm. when do we get to tell you our rating? Uh, we only do the ratings. We're going to move the ratings to the end now. Oh. All right. Okay. If you, change yeah. your, if you change your mind about how you feel along the way, you can bring it up then. I've, I've been noticing a pattern. We've been getting better at rating, so we're no longer shifting how we feel as much as we used to. So I think if it happens rarely, then we'll bring it up at that time. All right, kids? I think I just, yes, I think I just scolded everybody. 
<laughs> I'll be damned if you give your rating in the beginning again. <laughs> and Nathan, did I try to coerce you into watching this by mentioning that the director was a four-time Academy Award winner? Uh, you made that attempt, but I shot it down immediately. <laughs> Because I looked him up and I said, oh, so he won four Academy Awards for visual effects and or makeup. <laughs> and then I looked into it and I was right. You're right. Zero awards or nominations for directing. This is his directorial debut. Stan Winston is a special effects uh, wizard. He did everything that was worth noting in the 80s and 90s. And he's still doing stuff that's worth noting today. He had a short stint where he tried to direct a movie. He got away with Pumpkinhead. He got away with a movie called A Gnome Named Norm. (laughs) And after that, went back to what he does best. When you say got away with, what do you mean? I mean, he managed to put these movies out. There was a little bit of trouble with Pumpkinhead. They put three and a half million into it. Then the movie switched hands or switched companies. They thought about... Exactly. Bankruptcy came into play. They thought about not releasing it, gave it a short release, and then immediately put it out on VHS. Ooh, okay. So it only made maybe about four and a half million, so it only made a million back on top of what it put into it. But I I think I know for sure that I like this movie more than anybody else in the room. I can almost (laughs) guarantee that. (laughs) A mere 25 years later... We have been forced by the wheel and by you to watch this movie. <laughs> it's Pumpkinhead. Again, a movie overlooked, underrated, starring... Daniel, let's get into this. Starring... Okay. Hold on. Starring Lance Henriksen, a fellow Norwegian. Oh, for <laughs> fuck's sakes. <laughs> Is he a mountain monkey? Oh, how dare you, sir. Wow, I've Dang. never heard that before. That sounds fucked up. Oh, what is all this? That's what they Mountain Yeah, that is that is the slur for Norwegians that Nathan picked up off the internet. Good God. Dang. That's brutal. I hunted it. <laughs> oh, no kidding. I hunted it like pumpkin crotch. <laughs> Yeah, I saw you making fun of this movie on Twitter earlier with your pumpkin face nonsense. Have some respect. (laughs) For the show? Pumpkin fist. (laughs) So, you guys are cold. This Stan Winston Lance Hendrickson vehicle. um, 6.2 on IMDb. 63% with Rotten Tomato critics. 47% with Rotten Tomato users. So here we have another situation of the critics liking it more than the users. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you know how many critics rated this? How many? 19. Do you know how many critics rated it but didn't actually give it any feedback on Rotten Tomatoes? How many? It's five critics. So there's only 14 critics that have actually reviewed this. That's enough. That's on- enough. How many, uh, does it say how many fans or whatever did? There's 13,000 IMDb votes, so, and it comes out with roughly the same score. I say there's some legitimacy here. Usually in these situations, I favor with the user side. I usually go lower than the critics on movies like this because there's something overrated or pretentious about it. And you can make a pretentious argument about Pumpkinhead, but I, in this 
uh, situation favor with the critics. I like Pumpkinhead. I think there's something here worth talking about, and we will talk about it a lot. I'll make all of you talk about it for as long as I want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to give you an idea here, Daniel, okay? Yes, Dad. <laughs> um, Friday the 13th, the remake... The, the one we all agreed was the best one. The subject of our of our last spin uh, had 165 reviews counted on Rotten Tomatoes. Just to give you some parity here between one movie and the other, how many reviews are actually being weighed. Yeah, but any, every movie that came out after the existence of this website is going to have 10 times more. I'm just bringing up some information. You don't need to get defensive. <laughs> 63% is a fresh Rotten Tomato rating based on 19 people, five of which didn't even bother to say anything. <laughs> They're just like, oh, God, they need my rating. All right, here you go. I don't really think we should say that this has a 63% Rotten Tomato rating. I think it's, it's suspect. Is there anyone else of note in this movie? Oh, yes. There sure is. Oh, yes, there is. Who is it, Nathan? Jeff East. Jeff East? What did he do? Oh, well. I mean, every time I get the football, I can make a touchdown. That's for sure. Every time. Yeah. I mean, is it showing off and somebody's doing the things he's capable of doing? Is it a bird showing off when it flies? No. Young Clark Kent in the uh, original Superman, 1978. Oh. Yep. Okay. And who did he play? The dude wearing the vest the whole time that survives most of the movie. Oh. Really? Wow. You keep things dying, but it doesn't. <laughs> yep. he's, the one, he's the one that Pumpkinhead drags around. Yeah. <laughs> By his broken neck. He's like, you will, you will be the witness to all my murders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is him the knee in the back, or is that just a weird foot in the back? Yeah, yeah. a foot in the back. <laughs> it does look like a knee. Mm-hmm. Come on, yeah. jerky boy. Just dragging him through the forest. He's right. That, that's the next largest person of note. After that, there's a couple of people on here that will con- continue to be in other horror movies just like this throughout the 80s and 90s. But most of the people in, on this cast do not even have a profile pic on IMDb. Good. I don't want to look at them. <laughs> that was a little negative. <laughs> oh, trying to tell me something. Although, the, although Mr. Wallace, the guy that plays the... Uh, I think what is he the grandfather or the father of those those kids that wear the potato sacks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's in every awful horror movie you can imagine. Go look at his filmography. It is a sight to behold. Damn. Dang. It looks like um the woman that played Haggis had uh man, she didn't really have that good of a career, hey? She should have had a better career. She was good. She was the only good part of this movie. She was the bright burning moment. All right, Nathan, why don't you tell us what Pumpkinhead is all about? Pumpkinhead is based on a poem, Daniel, inspired initially by a poem. Its original title or alternate title, I believe, was uh, Vengeance. The demon. And that's what he is. That's what he is, Daniel. When you get right down to it, this is a demon of vengeance. And he is awakened by black magic to take out his vengeful rage 
on a bunch of ignorant teenagers riding dirt bikes. I don't understand why he's called Pumpkinhead. There's some pumpkins in the ground in the movie, but there's no actual association to pumpkins and the demon. The demon doesn't look like a pumpkin. He doesn't have a pumpkin for a head. I don't understand why they chose Pumpkinhead over Vengeance the Demon. So I will be referring to this movie for the rest of the podcast as Vengeance the Demon because it makes more sense to me. This movie is all about the creature. It's creature feature. The direction of it focuses and features the creature in interesting ways that appear to be designed to mask the fact that they couldn't make the vengeful demon move. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of get lost in a lot of that. Although there is some shining moments here and there, it doesn't really hit the mark. And you can tell that it's low budget, and you can tell that it tried to achieve something, and you can tell that he, and by he I mean Stan Winston, should go back to the makeup room, which is what I believe he did, and took home a few more Oscars and stopped trying to pretend that he was a director. Ouch. Oh, man. Well, Nathan, how about this? Pumpkinhead? That's what it's called. Because it comes from no pumpkin patch graveyard. There you go. Boom. Answered. That was the answer. Now we can move on. And Nathan <laughs> can continue to call this movie the appropriate title, Pumpkinhead. <laughs> it's the demon. <laughs> Not pumpkin patch. <sighs> Still like Vengeance of the Demon also. I'll join you in your quest. Okay, just because he comes from a punch pumpkin patch doesn't mean you should call him pumpkin head. Well, he comes from the pumpkin patch graveyard, yeah. and when he is born initially, or at least brought back to life, his head does resemble that of a pumpkin. Yeah, he yeah. has a gourd-like head. Yeah, yeah, he grows out of it very quickly, but initially he does. Yeah. Demonkin. Can we call him Demonkin? No. <laughs> his name is Pumpkinhead. Tired of all this nonsense. <laughs> can we I, meet in the middle? No. I, we, no, we can't. I want, to, I want to talk about this movie. Pumpkin Vengeance Demon. Nathan, are you even the babysitter? God damn it, Nathan. Are you... Are you not the babysitter? No, I'm not the babysitter. My friend... <laughs> Pumpkinhead. 1988. This is a movie... I'll bring it up throughout the rest of the show, I'm sure. This is a movie, a horror movie, unlike any of its horror kin of the 1980s. This movie doesn't have drugs. This movie doesn't have tits. Doesn't have sex. In fact, fact, most of the women in this movie wear men's clothing. And a lot of it. And layers. Yeah. Even though it has teenagers coming out to a cabin in the woods, it's not about them coming out to the cabin in the woods. It's about them accidentally killing this small boy of this shopkeep owner. This movie is trying to be a movie. It's it's trying to be a movie right away. It's not just 
giving up and saying, how can we kill off all these teenagers? This movie is trying to be a movie, and it's tame, and it doesn't have the kind of gore you think it would have, and maybe there are some moments with the creature that are unimpressive, but right away when I was watching this movie, I could tell that it was different. I could see that. Beginning with the five-minute credit opener of just music over top (laughs) of red over top of words. Red smoky cloud. It goes on for a long time. And then we get to go right into the lore or the beginning of our main character, Ed Harley. This is him as a kid in the 1950s. And he is being watched over by his parents and told to go to sleep while outside Pumpkinhead is wreaking vengeance on some, you know. Some guy who killed a girl. Killed a little girl. Killed a little girl. There you go. That's right. Yeah. This. <laughs> There's this guy, he's killed a little girl, he's trying to knock on their cabin to be let inside. But as we'll see again and again in this movie, you don't want to interrupt Pumpkinhead. You don't want to get in his way. It's not beneficial to you. No, not at all. He has an agenda, and that agenda is vengeance, because he is... Pumpkinhead. (laughs) Thank you, Caruso. I thought uh, his main goal was to grab ankles. Yeah, you you won't get to see him kill anyone, but he will kill you. Yeah, he will kill you. He will most likely grab your face and drag you off screen. <laughs> yeah, that's Smash where everything it into happens. A window. You see people go through, like, by the screen, and then and then they're dead. Oh, no, but he smashes that girl into the window, that girl's face into the window. That's, mm-hmm. like, one of the best parts. That is one of the best parts. I agree with you. He gives her the old Jason toss, just smushes mm-hmm. her face to the window, and then she just limps over. That wasn't the old Jason toss. That was a bit more efficient. Yeah, he kind of smears her face around on the, the window pane a little bit. He just push it. Yeah, he's like, I'm coming. Yeah, that was unique to this movie. That whole face, the face wash against the glass. The people inside terrified. Not a lot of that happens. Well, I feel like <clears throat> Pumpkinhead in general is not, he's like really childish about everything he does. Like he's having a good time. He loves his job. When somebody summons him, it's like the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. So... Hey, if I have to kill these people, you might as well get a kick out of it, too. Here's just our cold open, though. This is just to give us a little glimpse at what Pumpkinhead is and what he does. We get to see young Ed staring through the window, catching a glimpse with that cool, like, weird, like, snake rattle, strobe light sound effect thing going on. And then we get to jump straight to present day, or present day at this time, 1988, and we get what we will see a lot in horror movies, which is a foreshadowing of a weapon we know is going to get used later, right? We just saw this on Friday the 13th when they introduce early the the wood chipper. And here we get to see Lance Hendrickson. What was he have that f- uh, flamethrower that he's burning yeah. trash with at the very beginning? Mm-hmm. But I mean, does... <sighs> he's dead sexy. I was, I was really distracted by his, uh, by his sweaty torso. His sweaty chest is... Whew, distracting. Mm-hmm. And Does he, anyone else feel like Lance Henriksen should always have a cigarette hanging out of his mouth? Always. Yeah, I agree. For sure. Where is the goddamn cigarette? I know. He has a smoker's face. He's like 22 in this movie. Damn. He's, he's what I think. <laughs> no no <laughs> way. There's no way. <laughs> You're right. There isn't. But how old is he really? Because he looks just like this now, just less hair. I don't he looks exactly the same. He's got the same, like, deep, wrinkled face. That I'd ugh. say early 30s. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows how old he is in this movie? No one, no one does know. 
And no, we can't On IMDb is just a question mark. We can't know. We don't have the technology. He he just is and will always be. (laughs) Exactly. Lance Henriksen. We get introduced to little Billy. And this is also another weird, like, this is not about, um, like, the girl who's trying to maintain her innocence throughout the movie or anything like that. This is just about a father and his son. And the trauma that will happen to his son that will set this whole movie into motion. And right away, they have a very tight, loving little hillbilly, you know, store owner relationship, him and Billy. You know, we get to hear about Ed Harley's love for his grandma's hands. When I was your age, great-grandmama used to wash my hands. And she was so old that the skin on her hands, thin as tissue paper, felt so good. Felt so good. I know that tissue paper felt so good. I know that's not that was not what I was expecting. When you talk about old people's like paper thin skin, you talk about how weird it is to be scared that you're gonna tear the skin off of their hands. Not it felt so good. Just real clammy and transparent. <laughs> and let's just stop for a second and review that whole statement. First of all, Lance Henriksen, look at him. He's his hands and his face, he, he's a big callus. <laughs> How the hell does he feel anything? You yeah. rub tissue paper all over him. He wouldn't even know you touched him. <laughs> Put a goddamn cigarette in your mouth, Lance. Quit lying. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Couldn't He would have no idea if like small insects were landing on him or anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I love Lance Henriksen, though. It's nice to see him young and healthy. Yeah. I guess. And not really that healthy. I, who knows? Again, immortal. Hey, hey, I read on the trivia that he has he he made dentures to make his teeth look more hillbilly. Yeah, Lance really got into this role. He made false teeth for himself. He practiced this accent that he got okay at. He brought his own wardrobe. He brought his own wardrobe. Yeah. It's like I. It's like I, this movie did a good job of transporting me into the southern U.S. Yeah, it does, doesn't take much. They pull you in with all these fuzzy shots in the woods and all these dirty shacks and kids in actual potato sacks. Can we talk about their piece of shit grocery store? <laughs> how is this? How does he make any money? This is ridiculous. Well, it says hardware on the outside. Where's so. the, Where's his wife? Where's the kid's mother? What the fuck? The kid's oh, mother is dead. She's dead. Oh. They seem really happy together. Like, there's no pain or loss suffered. <laughs> she may have died during childbirth and yeah. it may have been a while or she was a nightmare and he killed her and their life's been better ever since <laughs> this is the second time he's summoned pumpkin head <laughs> yeah. he's already done it before he's got to pretend though so it doesn't look suspicious he's like hey where's that woman in the mountains <laughs> i know there's one i swear man his wife got ran over by a teenager on a unicycle <laughs> oh god <laughs> he had to go had to go talk to haggis Unicycle, like a motorized unicycle, <laughs> just landing sweet jumps. She came out. She came out of nowhere. <laughs> she was she was sitting there for a good thirty five seconds. But this this should be offensive to you, Daniel. Okay, these teenagers are driving down the road towards the grocery store, and there's this guy with a rifle over his over his shoulder and this like ridiculous beard and this dirt. Everybody's so dirty in this. Yeah, everyone is really. Dirty. The dirt. They live in these piece of shit shacks covered <laughs> in pig shit. They look awful. Hate to each like, their own, man. They they carved a life out of them hardwoods. 
<laughs> you could like change the lens on the camera and turn this into the hills have eyes pretty quick. <laughs> you could, but we're skipping over some significant parts here. One, when he's spending I'm time. Jump, I'm jumping around and being flexible. Yeah, I want to pick mention you know his when he's talking with Billy and washing his hands and reminiscing about his grandmother's tissue paper skin. Uh, he, Billy gives him a gift, a little necklace. Oh yeah, with a little person pendant on it. Mm-hmm. He's gonna wear it forever. Ed, yeah, Ed says he's gonna wear it forever, and <laughs> that's then we get to them going down to the shop, setting up shop, which essentially is just opening the unlocked screen door and pulling the tarp off the icebox. <laughs> and then we get a little introduction to the teenagers that are coming out here who what who heard of this great motocross land out in the middle of nowhere i mean they knew they were going to the cabin i i think they mentioned how they heard of the cabin it's like oh it's so and so is very like evil dead ish like it belongs to somebody or somebody found this cabin and they told us where it is or something like that we're and that our- there's like Primo Moto X shit. <laughs> yeah. No kidding, because they are ready to go. We get introduced to Joel. Why do you always have to carry that stupid rifle with you? Because you never know what you're going to find in the jungle, yo. Oh, right. Thank you, but <laughs> I love the little end. It sounds like the cutaway between like Smoking transition the shots. Bandit. Or for like a sitcom, like Roseanne or something. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, this movie. Yeah, that's Joel. That's the douche. There's, what, six or seven of them all heading out there in two different cars. Joel is in the car with his girlfriend, Kim. He's a utter douche right away. Oh, yeah. He's the douche guy. We all know the douche guy is going to pop up somewhere in a horror film. That's one thing this does carry on with other horror films. And there he is, Joel, who, as soon as they arrive... At this gas station, just starts picking on a small child? Yeah. Making fun of his glasses, making him insecure and shit. Coke bottles. Check out this kid's glasses. We're talking Coke bottles. Jesus. What? Oh, I said we heard a- you, man. Was he expecting a laugh? If I'm not mistaken, that is the first Jesus in this movie. And throughout this entire movie, every single character, there's some scenes where it cuts back to back where the only words said are like, Jesus Christ, and then it cuts to another scene, and it's like, God. And then it cuts to another one, it's like, Mother of Christ. This whole <laughs> movie, I guess, he wanted to be clever as fuck, put it in the script like, oh, we're going to use the Lord's name in vain so much in this movie, and he did, and it it's kind of annoying. If, if this movie wasn't such a creature feature, I would totally engage in the argument that this was like a Christian horror film. I could see that. Because it's, I mean, usually they go out to the cabin for, like, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, but they're going out there and just using the Lord's name in vain, and that's bad enough. It is. Yeah, yeah they're going to ride We're gonna ride motorbikes, you know how sinful motorbikes are. Kill a kid, and then use the Lord's name in vain a lot. They're going to wear slightly tight mom cargo pants. <laughs> the, the only woman wearing anything even remotely sex in this movie is Kim, Joel's girlfriend, and she just has overalls with a tight shirt. Yeah. Yeah, she's not that bright. That was the best outfit, wasn't it? Tight <laughs> <laughs> shirt that really brought this the costumes into into focus here. They they could have been nominated for maybe a costume award on this. Oh god. That's all you had I to mean, cling to. I was worried about you in turn. There wasn't any boobs in here for you. I it was And sad. no dancing. 
Yeah. And no dance. Fuck, that's what was missing. <laughs> that's what was missing. This really needed a dance scene. Yeah. Oh, we'll get to Night of the Demons 3 soon it enough. It would have held on tight. I probably could have given this a rating. <laughs> uh, then we also get introduced to the Wallace kids. Led by Wallace Kid group leader and eldest son, Bunt. Mm. <laughs> His name is Bunt. That's how you know you were born and raised to work on a farm. Mm -hmm. That is your purpose of existence, is indentured servitude. Do you think that his oldest brother's name was Home Run? No, intern, no. Triple double? Obviously. <laughs> I'm sorry, did, did you call them children? They look like dirty, filthy animals to me. Savages, even. In sacks. Savages. They're wearing sacks, and they're filthy. filthy. They're fucking filthy. Nathan, you yeah, wouldn't these let... These are not teenagers, either. Two of these actors are, like, 30 years old. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, I just, the main douchebag. I looked like up their old. age. The main I, douchebag and the dumb chick. The dumb I, tall one. Pumpkin head, after everybody stopped. <laughs> looked up their age just now, and Jeff East, the guy who played Clark Kent in the original Superman, he was 21 when he played Clark Kent in 1978. So wow. he was 31 as the guy in the vest who gets his yeah. neck broken? Yeah, and so is, yeah, and gets dragged around and, and stepped on. But Lord. Joel is also 31. He's the same age. And Lance Henriksen, I looked him up too, and he's 48 in this movie. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He's 75 right now. Wow. wow. His, I, I will say, I recognize him from his voice as uh, General Hackett in Mass Effect, and all three of them. And I love his voice so much. Oh, yeah. Lance has done some voice acting, for sure. A lot of video games, cartoons. He spreads that around. Oh, yeah. Really, really nice and thick. <laughs> Lance is most most well-known as the android in Aliens, right? Yeah, Bishop. Yeah. Bishop, yeah. My favorite. He's also in The Terminator. He had that show Millennium for a while that came on after X-Files. Never heard of that. He had, like psychic powers but they were also tied into like the end of the world no i've never heard of terminator oh gotcha yeah terminator <laughs> there's a is a cyborg from the future okay <laughs> goes back in time yes you, you guys feel like Pumpkinhead has a pfv nope no. wait you know what let me yes yes <laughs> that that was a quick change well because failure value. You no, no, I remember. Yeah. I remember. Um, I just, I thought about it, regardless of how I feel about it, the fact that people like Daniel actually like it, I think that's where the value comes from. It comes from, like, it soon probably going to be put out on Blu-ray. It's going to make a bit of money off of that. I mean, it went straight to tape, and it's, it's not an uncommon tape. Well, let's let's do to Daniel what uh, Andrew and I did to you uh, when we put words in your mouth. Okay. So let's. Um, Can let's I put stuff in that, Daniel's mouth too? Oh, <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> uh, Daniel likes this movie probably because of its connection to the creature feature special effects pre CGI stylings. 
he it's 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 more of a, a respect like than it is an actual honest evaluation of of the film okay and in the meantime <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a denial that's that's no that's where i know where to edit <laughs> What what is old man Wallace there to get? He's there to get some feed, right? right. Is the feed there? No. No. Oh, damn! I left it up the house. <laughs> left it up the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's gonna have to go and get the feed, and he's gonna drive it out to old man Wallace's place himself. Uh, in the meantime. Uh, there's some commotion going outside with taking pictures. The kids are screaming about this pumpkin head chant. That's where we hear our first mention of pumpkin head outside of seeing him. And oh, first off, they showed him way too soon. That that was one problem I had with it. They should have left it to what he looked like in his, I guess, rebirthing scene. They showed both, like, they gave you a profile shot of him in the first five minutes of the movie. It should have just been the sound of Pumpkinhead that he makes yeah. when he approaches, and then, yeah. like, Ed's face in the window, like, freaking out. Or at yeah. least the claw, like he did to the other chick's face, so it could be like, oh, shit, he's doing the same thing he did in the beginning of the movie, but now I can see his face when he does it. But instead, they're just like, nope, this is what he looks like on this side, and this is his good side. Let's go. Now, <laughs> let's, let's not get off track here, okay? Wallace is kind of a fucking asshole. Yeah. Right? He's asking for the feed and everything, and Harley is saying he's got to go get it, and he's being a fucking dick. Yeah. For sure. Where are you going to get the feed? And Do you see any other building anywhere near this well, place? And what are you so busy that you have to run off and you can't wait for two minutes for him to come yeah. back from the house. Well, I'm pretty sure that Wallace uh, has a wife, and I feel like his kids are more of his wives. <laughs> well, how would you feel if you had, like, ten shitty kids that you actually had to name? He probably had to rush back home because he still hasn't named all of them. Some of them can't even speak. Jimmy Joe got the bomb, won't give it up! <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, why, why is it a big deal that the feed has to be there before sundown. He before gotta, sundown. Like, what are you going to do with the feed after the sun goes down? Well, he's Could gotta, be a gotta fucking feed the Hold up. He knows who and where the old woman is. Do you think maybe he has some kind of foresight into knowing that these like kids on dirt bikes are going to kill his kid, but he can't say anything? Like He knows that might happen, so he needs the feed at that time. <laughs> so, Or maybe he's working for the lady, needed to get him away from the house. And yeah, we're off the rails. That's way too much. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Damn. <laughs> Shit. I'm just saying the whole, you know, backcountry, uh, southern, you know, hey boy, that that whole thing. It, Jimmy it should, Joe got the bomb. Won't give it up. Joe. Jimmy Joe got the. They should be more friendly to each other. Wallace should be like, oh yeah, Harley, no problem. Just bring it by. It ain't no thing. Big deal, you know. Why does he have to be such a dick? I'll tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. Please do. Because they need to pull Henriksen's character away so that they can kill his kid. I know. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but no, this know. is Wallace is a dick to drive the story forward. And that's the only reason. Nathan, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. I will I will keep my shit to myself. <laughs> Accept that apology, Nathan. No. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> it's okay, I still love you. Uh, you got my feed? Oh, damn, I left it up the house. Jimmy Joe got the 
Damn, I lived it up the house. <laughs> oh, half my family is from Missouri, and they definitely double name their kids like that all the time. I have so many hyphenated first name cousins, it's ridiculous, and Jimmy Joe is not far off from the truth. <laughs> Jimmy can- Joe, that's what she says. Yeah, Jimmy Joe got the ball, I'm gonna give it up. <laughs> I know. Oh no, man, that's I, I spent every summer up there, I know that language. I had no idea. <laughs> idea. No I idea. didn't have no idea down there, right there. Danny, Danny, Daniel, Daniel, Dan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, Nathaniel. <laughs> no, you gotta say uh, Nathan, Nathan, N- Nathan, Nathan Junior, Nate, Matt, Nate, Nat, Nathan, Matt, Nate, yeah, Matt, something like that. Nate hey, Nat. can we just talk like this for the rest of the god dang episode? I was just gonna suggest it. I'm over here just trying to talk about some pumpkin head, and you guys getting off the rails, forgetting on me, forgetting off the rails right there. And hey, let me let me be the first here. Fuck Caruso, I'm fucking I apologize. I was completely out of line. You may be onto something there. I was just trying to focus this in the direction of Wallace's dickhead at it. I felt like he was being a bit of a prick. I wanted to get that message. Nathaniel, out. I accept your apology. Bless your heart. Oh, thank oh, damn, you. I left it up the house. <laughs> just about open up a can of whoop ass, boy. So hey, hey, Andrew, go get me some feed. Oh, I want fuck. I want to hear before sundown. Don't fucking backtalk. Oh damn! I think I forgot it up at the house. <laughs> hey, 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 Daddy, what should we do? Oh, Daddy, have a little lick. Oh, oh. oh. I do not remember that. That's, that's from uh, from Friday the Thirteenth. Uh. Uh. So anyway, ten dollars worth of bags of plot devices later. Yeah, and Marissa. Jimmy Joe got the ball. I won't give it up. Uh, what what happens? What happens to the little boy after Ed Harley takes the the feed up over to Wallace's place? Oh damn! Well, this boy <laughs> <laughs> done jumped the hill on his little motorbike and done run him over. Oh, was it because a dog led him all the way out there? Yeah, dumb dog. What was that dog's name? Mushroom Gypsy. <laughs> Gypsy. Gypsy. Gypsy now! Gypsy now! Dog's real name's actually Mushroom. <laughs> That's the same fucking dog they used in Gremlins. Yeah. <laughs> they they don't dog. win and use that Gremlin dog? <laughs> M- Mushroom might be the most talented actor in this movie. <laughs> and in Gremlins. <laughs> he's he's definitely the catalyst. If, if, if it's Old Man Wallace drawing Ed Harley away from the store... Then it's the dog running outside, leading the boy directly into danger. Mind you, the teenagers or the thirty-year-old teenagers don't—they don't. One, they kind of don't even see this kid running right in front of them except towards for that danger. Blonde chick. Except for the useless blonde chick yeah. who like falls down falls three out. times just <laughs> trying to tell her friends to grab a kid covered in denim, covered, <laughs> smothered <laughs> in denim. I Fashion think Canadian tuxedo. Yeah, I I feel like. Maybe we're putting too much on the dog, and the focus should be the ball. So I have some some important things to say right now. This is the first point in the movie that was a missed opportunity. And the missed opportunity would have been a nice, gory death scene mm-hmm. for this child. He yeah. should have got like a head splatter 
with the motorbike. Or he he should have gotten like jammed up in the the wheel yeah, assembly. There should have been like some gore, and this was the great, like the best point for that. Sir, it was a perfect opportunity. No, no, intern. You must be mistaken. You know we're watching Pumpkinhead, right? Yeah. Now, intern, um, didn't you hear Joel? Okay, he came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and he should have ended up in the bike chain. He came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he should have gotten caught like right underneath the back of the front wheel, and then like slowly had his head smeared under the wheel well in between the tire and out the other side, like death proof. Well, I don't know, cause uh, that guy he wouldn't have been able to take his bike and like leave the scene. You know? Oh yeah, it would have been all gummed up with kid yeah. brains. He had he had to flee like a fuck boy. Yeah, they could have all just left. We all, I think we. Uh, I, I agree. I would have wanted this movie to be more gory and intense as well. But there's something about it being consistently not that gory that I'm okay with. The teasing back and forth, I start to get irritated. There's something about Pumpkinhead to me that comes across as like the kind of dark children's movie I would want to show my kid. Consistently Christian. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just enough. Like for a kid, it would be really horrifying. It's dark. It's fuzzy. It draws you into this weird psychedelic black magic swampy you know backwoods horror story and then it's tame enough that all the scary parts can just be the dangly fingers and not so much blood and guts being spewed all over the place so i'm sure no one would agree with me on that but i find this movie charming in like a kid sort of way then it's simple we should review this on 100 luna kids whenever we do that episode (laughs) this this is for serious horror (laughs) i'm trying to see the truth uh, Daniel, I did a little bit of research, and the truth is actually that they did film a scene um, that was more graphic regarding the child's death, and the editor just realized how terrible it was It was made, so he cut it to try and save it. How terrible it looked, or how terrible the actual act of running down a child with a dirt bike was? I'm talking out of my ass. Oh, wow. <laughs> great! It's not actually true, but it did remind me of. Um, <laughs> we've recently been watching Project Greenlight, and there's a scene in there where they have an action sequence, like a car accident that they're trying to film. Oh God, it's so bad! And they have one shot at it because they don't have the budget for more than one shot at it, and it looks terrible. Like the action sequence doesn't really pay off, and they don't have any more money to do another take, so they just leave it and hope that it pays off and that's what this said to me that it was like ah uh, they just had to keep moving on we yeah. spent all our money on pumpkin head and now or sorry um vengeance i forget already spent all the money on pumpkin head and then yeah well, three you three had it right the first time dollars, yeah. probably a lot of it probably went to focusing on the creature right because the creature does look good yeah yeah but, jump yeah. ahead, but he, he they do do a decent job of that one oh, part. Oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah. ironically, Stan Winston didn't have much to do with it. He sort of, like, set it into motion and then, like, was too busy to interact with that department most of the movie. Really? Whatever. It's all his buddies. It is his buddies. So he trusts them. Oh, he trusts okay. them. But he's not directly involved where he normally would be. Now he's, he's being a director. He's taking a step back from a movie he's making about a thing that he's really good at and letting somebody else be good at that thing for him. Weird approach. Yeah, for sure. Every every time is it? Like, Can we do it again? But I want to do a close up shot of his face. 
Okay, I want to do that scene again, but I want to do a close-up shot of his face. We just need more B-roll of his face. It's the only good shit in the movie. Can we get some water pouring out of his mouth? No, we're going to get closer <laughs> on his face. Just tighter on his face. Come on, let's let's re reset. <laughs> um, a lot of close-ups in this movie, Daniel. Who's got the ball? Jimmy Joe got the ball. I won't give it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm glad I'm here to witness this. It was a blind side. Okay, so Billy, Billy be dead, or Billy be almost dead. <laughs> almost. Yeah, Johnny be good, Billy be dead. <laughs> uh, Lance Henderson comes back and sees his dead child on the ground and goes and has a nice tender moment and stares down the brother of Joel. Yes, that's oh, after Joel. That's after Joel leaves. Oh, right. Yeah, Joel. Yeah, we should talk about Joel being a fucking piece of shit and loading his bike onto the trailer as fast as possible and taking off instantly they are barely understanding that this kid is hurt really really bad and he is already walking away and setting his motorbike on the trailer he's on probation what can you do can you blame him really yeah. hit somebody else man yeah he hits, he hits somebody else and Some he's girl. drunk right now <laughs> no like, he's like man you should damn He's just too much of a douchebag to understand or learn. Yeah, he's a real scumbag. He's a piece of shit. That's, a, that's the one. I don't want to jump ahead too far, but that's the one great death scene in this whole movie. Not even, Not even that good. You would no. relate to. Nope. Man, he got off so easy. Can't even agree with that. Sorry, man. Wow. There will that's, be tension later. Apparently. <laughs> We're going to see who hates it more. <laughs> well, in in comparison, like don't don't bring other movies into this. Oh, Just I'm not. Just yeah. hit by itself. What's the best kill scene? I like the the lady face smash, but it's not her death. It's just the face rubbing. That's yeah. The face rubbing is what's cool. Yeah. When she actually goes through the glass, yeah, they don't even they cool. don't even show you the glass going into her throat to bleed out. To be completely so honest, if that's omitted, if I can't pick that one, then cracking that chick like a nut on a rock, dropping her from the tree. But you don't even you see don't see it. her land. It's it, it's more of the act of him doing it. Like, he climbed up on top of this tall-ass tree so they could all see him and just holding her by her head, dangling by her neck, and just dropped her back first on a rock. Mm, no. No, I'm going to have to get into a fight with you later. Oh, that's okay. As long as, <laughs> you know, shirtless, though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Can we can we wear coveralls? Uh, you don't? Only. <laughs> <laughs> you don't wear coveralls? <laughs> Um, Marissa, get the get the mud, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joel, Kim, what? Kim just goes right along with Joel, right? She's right. just like, oh, yeah. my douchebag boyfriend's leaving. I better leave with him. Oh, no. So they take off, and then the rest of them are convinced to leave to go run off to the cabin to call someone, right? Right. Yeah. So then it's just Steve. Right. Brother Steve. His innocent little brother, Steve, you know, he doesn't even believe it. Oh, man, I just don't believe this. <laughs> I don't believe this. Oh, God, he's got a great, great voice throughout this entire movie. And he's the one left there to take the brunt of Lance Hendrickson's wrath. Or not wrath, but, like, hurts. Well, we don't know, yeah. you know, that he's not going to totally flip out and kill this guy for killing his kid. Yeah. Didn't know it wasn't him. And and to their credit, and maybe to Lance Henderson's credit or his inability to do so, there was no like knees to the ground, arms to the sky, no crying moment or anything in this. He just looks at his son, realizes what's happened, and scoops him up and walks away. Son's not dead yet. 
Yeah, actually, which actually, I thought he was for like a really long time. We were making fun of like, oh, he's yeah. blinking. Like, what dead child blinks? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn it. What the hell? It's, it's like the up. first shot of him dead and he's just blinking his ass off. Yeah. It is. It does get a little bit confusing about whether or not he's dead or traumatized. But for right now, we know that he's barely hanging on. Yeah. Joel is such a big douchebag that once they all have gotten out to the cabin in the woods, they try to call out. And he does what? He pulls the, the plug. Pulls the phone. Yeah, cuts the cord to the phone. What, is he going to hold everyone hostage here? Oh, yeah, he is. I mean, he tries to. Yeah. Literally locks two people in the closet. But does the crowd a favor, does all of the viewers a favor, and lets you know who's going to make it in the movie, who were the purest two, the ones that were actually going to do something about it because they were a problem. And so he's like, okay, so those people, they've been trying to do shit since it happened. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that kind of is just like, all right, well, these people are safe. They'll be safe. He's going to stop at some point. You'll be fine. And we also didn't mention that Joel killing that phone, he is actually killing the only phone that exists. For miles, probably. In that higher area. (laughs) That was the town's phone. (laughs) When Steve shows up, because he's just kind of like let off the hook. Lance takes the sun away. He gives him a dirty look, a mean glare, but he doesn't say, come with me, boy. We're going to talk to the cops. He didn't even ask him what happened. Nothing. Yeah, he didn't ask what happened or anything. I guess he just assumes that he knows. Either way, he gets to go all the way back to the cabin by himself. When he gets there, he has a little interaction with Joel to explain what's happening. Look, the kid's father showed up. He took the kid away. And I think everything's going to be okay. Really? Yeah. Did you tell him what happened? I told him it was an accident. And? And he, and he just looked at me. What do you mean he just looked at you? I don't know. Don't lie to me! He looked at me like he wanted to kill me. I told that him it was worst, an accident. That is the worst frozen hand scene. Because it, it cuts back to Steve's face and, it, and Joel's hands are like, about to strangle him. Oh, yeah. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> stopped there. Like, such a fraudulent acting move to have your hands just like in like who holds their hands like that in the most uncomfortable position about just like it's it's total horse shit and doesn't steve look like the oldest kid from three ninjas a little bit oh yeah rocky oh rocky rocky loves emily oh that's my jam rocky colton tum tum uh-huh grandpa the movie's great it's got thrift shop steven seagal in it but um <laughs> Oh, I, I I totally opened up a can of worms. Oh, you guys are all going off. And Sound, I've never sounds seen like that. we've uh, sounds like we've got a fourth ninja. Hey, <laughs> all right. It's three ninjas. Three yeah. ninjas kick back. Three ninjas knuckle up. We all know all the three ninja sequels. And if you don't, you are you living, Daniel? Yes, Nathan. Who's got the ball? Jimmy Joe got the ball. I won't give it up. <laughs> oh damn! I left it up the house. <laughs> Did you tell him what happened? I told him it was an accident. <laughs> oh, the yeah. way he says that. I told him it was an accident. Beautiful. Great job, Steve. <laughs> it's like he's going through puberty. <laughs> this whole movie. Right, it's time to call upon something. No, not yet. Henriksen's got to go back to the house with his dead oh, son. He's going to son has to die now. Rock back and forth in a dusty room. And he goes and talks to the, the asshole family. Yes, that's that's what they yeah, after the son finally uh 
Passes. Passes. He has one little gasp where he says something like... He says daddy. Yeah, I think he asks, uh... I think he asks, where's the ball? Give me the old guy's ball, don't <laughs> give it up! And Does, passes. I, do all these characters, like, this this family that he goes and visits, they seem a little bit deeper backwoods than the average backwoods, and it immediately draws out those two characters that picked up Steve Martin and John Kennedy in, uh, in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that was like... <laughs> Yeah, you know, half of the caulking to their shack in the woods is made up of phlegm. Uh, <laughs> oh, <God>. uh. <laughs> he drives his his truck, his dirty truck, down this road that, I swear to God, if, if they suffered a major rainstorm, this entire area would get flooded. There's shanties everywhere. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, you know what the cleanest thing in this little we're watching spot is? it in the is background the, is the goats. The goats are the cleanest things here. <laughs> watching mm. in the background right now, he drives down the hill. There's two girls that walk by in these dirty, filthy dresses with a big, huge fucking pig, and they're just walking. Ah, oh, everyone is so dirty. <laughs> you would not survive 10 minutes in this town, would you, Nathan? No, I think that was like one of your f- selling points about the proposition. And you like it because it's so dirty. I don't know why you're not embracing this right now. Because that's old west. Well, this is new wests. Yeah. Well, yeah you do like dirty. If this movie had well, slow zoom in it, this would be halfway to like a masterpiece <laughs> for you. Uh, <laughs> fuck you guys. This is present day. It, it Present went, day 83. Yeah, 1988. 88. Everyone has bad teeth. You always talk about everyone's set teeth. in the 1800s. Oh. People are supposed you know, to be dirty in the 1800s. People live like this in real life today. People don't live like this. Yeah. <laughs> Not real. <laughs> this is real. This movie's, called pum- this movie's called Pumpkinhead, asshole. So this part of the movie... <laughs> God damn it. Why isn't Lance Henriksen smoking a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> smoking a cigarette. God damn it. All the time. Instead, Ed Harley, after his son has finally passed, he's loaded him in the truck under a blanket like a dead dog. He's mm-hmm. gone out to the Wallace's place because he's looking for something. She lives Ready? somewhere in the mountains hereabouts. Some folks just say is how she's got powers. I never heard no such woman. I never heard no such woman. I think he said heard. Uh-huh. He did. (laughs) You know what uh, he didn't forget to do? What? He is of such sound mind that he brought the feed. Yeah. Yeah. His his son died, and he's like, I guess I got to load up my truck and bring the feed. And and then Wallace's son, Bunt, (laughs) calls his shot, hits a a two-run double to the witch house. Mm -hmm. You do what I told you, boy, and you do it now. I don't know why the dad's the dad's unwilling to give any information out on the witch, but the boy, Bunt, <laughs> he knows where she's at. Well, it's because the dad knows. Wallace knows that take sending him in such a tragic state to the witch is only it, it's going to be like hitting into a triple play. It's not something you you recommend. Yeah, I I feel like he thinks he's better than everybody else. Like Bunt, like he he thinks he's just hot shit because he's the kind of guy that like goes and peeps on old women at night so he's like yeah I'm, I'm experienced and shit like that i've seen the witch it's, naked yeah he seems like that kind of kid all right let's let's get to one of the better the, if not the if best not, part of the movie the let's get to the best yeah. part of the movie let's the get to end the, best the only reason i came on <laughs> to talk about this next scene 
Well, fuck it. You're talking about the witch scene. Yes, nose hair. You love those nose hairs, don't you, in turn? Those two nose hairs just pop out, and they're so long that I was so engaged I couldn't take my eyes off the screen, which I could for the rest of the movie pretty much at will and random. Um, From a director standpoint, he does a decent job here with, with the lighting and the... The lighting's good. The the cabin's dressed up nice. I haven't seen Evil Dead, so I can't uh, call it a ripoff. All I can say is it's it's competent. It is done nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's walking down that like plank or like bridge over to her cabin holding his dead son. He enters her weird cabin with the red lights and flickering candles and fire everywhere. She immediately recognizes what he's there for, even though she doesn't have to turn around and look at him. She she what what can't she do? As a witch, bring him back to life. Bring him, bring, bring him his son back. Reanimation. <laughs> I assumed that she's just been around and won't die because she has that tie, at least to some kind of demonic power, or possibly that could have been her son in a way, Pumpkinhead. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of thought maybe Pumpkinhead might have been her son, and maybe he befells a similar uh, situation as Ed Harley's son. Yeah. Like maybe she had a deformed son and the some kids made fun of him, put him in a Jason situation, drowned him or something. Now she can't bring the son back to life, but she can summon a demon of vengeance for him. It's going to cost a, a pretty penny. Probably more than he knows. It definitely has that Twilight Zone feel. Like he thinks it's because it's dark and some kids are going to get murdered and he's going to have to live with the guilt of them being murdered. But really it's because she needs to take blood from him and his son and have him go out into a cemetery to dig up a deformed corpse. Which that scene is so beautifully shot when he's there digging up the body. Yep. It is. It looks very nice. That's the one good location yeah. in this whole movie. And they reuse the exact same shot at the end of the movie. They For knew when it. she's putting back him back into the grave. Yeah, they knew it looked good. Yeah. So they just had to do it one more time. Yeah, That's all they were clinging to. It does. They they make that look good, and it's all from, like, just putting a bunch of fuzzy shit hanging from trees and backlighting the whole thing through smoke or fog. And that simple little trick brings so much prettiness to this movie. They use it even again later when they start throwing a strobe light on everything, and it's such a cheap tactic, but it works so well. I feel so... Because everything in this movie is so simple. This happens, conflict, boy dies, goes out to the woods finds the witch to bring that out of vengeance or a demon of vengeance that demon goes on a killing spree killing everyone it's so basic but it's shot so well that i find myself drawn into this movie especially since it's so short it's less than 90 minutes i think that's why i like it it's consistent you can see the vision of the director it may not be the best vision it's a whole piece sorry i, f- I feel like you're massaging and trying to manipulate in a underhanded way <laughs> I like admitting its flaws, but it's so delicately blah. But there was two scenes: one with good lighting and one with good location. And there was a vision. And none of the death scenes show you anything, which is a an integral part of horror movies. Daniel, why are you giving this movie a pass? Because this movie isn't so much about about their deaths. This movie is more about Pumpkinhead himself. This is about a monster. What, what he stands for. What he stands for, what he's there to do, 
the he tall. He's a tall monster. He is very tall. The backfiring of of calling upon him. How scared he has this entire village trapped, or how this witch has this entire village trapped, really. But here we get to see it come to life. It form into the little baby pumpkin head once they pour the blood on it. Um, it starts to wake up. That's that was Caruso. He liked that pumpkin head part when it actually mm-hmm. looked like a baby pumpkin head. Yeah, he's yeah. a little, little, little pumpkin head. Little, little cutie pumpkin head. Pumpkin head. Pumpkin head. And quickly becomes a tall bestial pumpkin head right away. Very Gross. much so. Sort of like a demon without wings look to him. Yeah. He's got those backwards chicken legs with big stompy flesh hooves. Like overgrown shoulder and backbones. Uh-huh. Yeah, like they were supposed to have wings, but they cut off or something he's bound to earth now they were torn off when he was cast down (laughs) the fallen angel with the tail that in the dark looks like a snake penis well he does have the stereotypical little pointy tail doesn't he a little reminiscent of aliens like the xenomorphs I kind of mm-hmm. get that vibe when the lights are blinking and you're hearing that rattle noise. Yeah. I get the, I, is that sound effect also in Alien somewhere? I think so. That's what I think I remember hearing it from. Yeah. I think if anything, this is homaging that movie. And why not? He worked on it. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. happens? What is What is Ed doing? Does he like pass out from like psychedelic overload while this demon? I think... Because the demon was waking up and, like, you start to realize that they're, like, connected somehow. He, like, passes out because of that. Uh, I thought it was he was getting the energy sucked out of him because the demon was using it like that. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's it's expending his energy to let this thing grow in front of him. And he's just, like, so spent and tripping. Yeah, it's like it's like black dark magic. He's like a human voodoo doll. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And his soul... With the the demon now through his blood and the black magic, yeah, but they are sure. connected, as we'll find out. Yes, yeah. thank you, thank you, intern. Yes, so that this is classic demon soul transfusion. Mihalo, <laughs> Shaitan, Ben, El Shaitan. Okay, I'm just we're we're just watching the the mm-hmm. pumpkin head coming to life scene in the background. That we were just talking about, and I have to challenge this whole. He looks like a baby pumpkin head thing. No, he looks like the alien from X Files. He looks nothing like a pumpkin. His head is totally shaped like a pumpkin. Yeah, come on. No. Totally shaped like one. And it's all orange and smooth and shiny like a. No, pumpkin. I don't think it's orange. <laughs> it's, it's, he's, he's very gray the whole time, but like it is like it looks exactly like the shape of a pumpkin. Yeah, a gray gourd. Yeah. Totally got. He has that. St- it has that stem coming out of the top too. Just perfect. Yeah. Yeah. He's got that jack lantern face. Garbage. You Canadians are so literal. And now he's off. He's off to engage in what he was born to do, which is vengeance. Did but before we go into that, before Ed goes off to dig up the body of Pumpkinhead, he's about to grab his son and the shovel and go out the door, and the witch is like, "No, leave the boy." I thought something really fucked up was going to happen to that boy. <laughs> like when he came back? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean leave the boy? No thanks. Deal over. Never mind. <laughs> leave well, they wouldn't the... have showed you anyway. They would have cut away and cut back and then 
You'd have to assume what happened. <laughs> oh, somebody <laughs> said, does somebody want the ball? Jimmy Joe got the ball, I won't give it up. <laughs> what you do, Dad? Nathan totally wants the ball right now. <laughs> I, do want, I do want the ball. Do you? Yeah. Can Jimmy I Joe got the ball, I won't give it up. Thank you. <laughs> I told him it was an accident. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And who is the first person to get it from Pumpkinhead? The only one that stuck around to make sure the kid's dad came back. The one that didn't deserve it. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. The one that got stared at. <laughs> mm -hmm. Is the image that's burned into Ed's mind. Yeah. Nice guys finished last. Right, Ew. Steve? He was finished first. He oh. finished first. Yeah. Um, why... Was he chasing the Denim Wonder outside into the forest anyway? What was the original reason? Was she freaking out? Yeah, she was freaking she was out. just having a breakdown. Okay. Mental breakdown. Yeah, classic hysterical woman. <laughs> <laughs> she's Yeah, she's running out into the woods. She can't take it as she's feeling the guilt. She was the only one that was able to, uh, that even noticed the kid running out there in the first place. Yeah. And Steve goes out there and calms her down, and she they're reminded of Faith. Because she's losing her shit, she's crying, and then and then Pumpkinhead grabs him and lifts him up into the tree, and then she freaks out even more. Yes, she has not calmed down, Daniel. No, and Steve gets it. Steve gets pulverized. It's a shame. I I feel like all of these deaths are out of order. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? That that that's that's another layer of. The grinding discomfort of this movie is that the little boy gets he doesn't deserve it. The most innocent or empathetic character in the movie gets it first. Yeah. Uh, this is all about the people that should be getting it the worst, not getting it at all. And how nothing's fair and nothing works out the way that you think it should. And at any given moment, innocent can be blasted into chaos. I... Don't like that. I think Steve should have got it right before his brother, still trying to defend his brother the whole time. Instead, he gets it first, and Joel is just now a lone sack of shit. But Joel does have a moment of remorse, and he feels something that I assume the intern thinks to himself every night before he goes to sleep. I'm always fucking up. <laughs> My whole life, one big fuck up. But it stops now. <laughs> Sounds very reminiscent. It does sound familiar. <laughs> every night uh, I go to bed and, and those are the words that come out of my mouth. And every morning it just keep fucking up again. <laughs> After you pull the gun out of your mouth? Don't worry, everyone. I'm going to make this as painless for you as possible. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. What I love is that <laughs> when Maggie runs back inside and she's freaking out about what's happened to Steve and everyone starts to be scared, I love how many times she just says Steve. What about Steve? We couldn't find him. What are we going to do? I don't know. We've got to get the hell out of here. We're not going anywhere without Steve. Maggie, we don't know what's out there. Steve is out there. He's right. Now, come on. We're going to find him. <laughs> Steve. 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 He did. Yeah, Steve did. Yeah. Just like Billy did. Throw, and he uh, he did a little hang down throwback to Halloween. 
Yeah, this was, I noticed that as well. We did get one of those in there. Yeah. I think that was sure. too blatant not to be. Yeah, it's still First a horror movie after all. True. Gotta have a hanging body somewhere. All fucked up. And it's gotta scare somebody too. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That's part two of that equation. Um, <laughs> I have a little trouble remembering who goes and who goes where and who goes when. Of course uh, you do. This movie's all over the place, Daniel. Next, How can you keep track of anything? Next is the blonde girl. The 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 cross-wearing chick. Whenever yeah. she goes outside, she gets the hanging body and she turns around, "Oh my god!" and pumpkin heads on the roof and just snatches her up. Yeah. That's right. Russo, be consistent. You called her the denim wonder. Yeah, that's her name now, the denim wonder. No, it's not that I'm not consistent. It's just that I love variety. Yeah, more like the denim blunder. (laughs) What about the girl that was a liar? Which girl? The girl that was locked in the room that Uh, said that she was going to put Joel's nuts in a knapsack. Yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, Joel let her out, and there was no nuts in any kind of knapsack. I mean, they were kind of in a situation, though. Doesn't mean it wasn't going to happen. The the prime time is right when you get out. You just take those nuts and you put them in a sack. (laughs) It doesn't matter. So we're we're here uh, simply to appreciate the movie because um, Daniel wants to show it to his children. But but, if you're putting, aren't nuts already in a sack? (laughs) No, they well they're gonna get double sacked. Got to double bag that shit. Specifically, double bag the sack. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you're right. Um, nuts are already in a sack. I'm. I'm. I'm hanging on the nap part of the sack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the cool part about Maggie's death, aside from her being one of multiple times that long, skinny fingers grab someone's face. Is that she gets pulled over like the edge of the roof with her feet kicking? Yeah, those legs yeah. are great. That, I like. I love that part a lot. <laughs> and now they know that they're all in trouble. Pumpkinhead's running around. He's going to hunt each and every one of them down. And off in his own little shit shanty is Ed Harley having weird <laughs> psychedelic <laughs> nightmares as he's clicking in and out of reality with Pumpkinhead. Yeah. Yeah. Watching, essentially POV of him killing the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And Lance Henderson's face already looks like he's clenching as hard as possible and pushing all the blood to it. So when he actually has to do scenes like that, like when he's freaking out and oh, grabbing man. at grabbing at things, yeah, <laughs> it's rough. It looks like he's in some serious pain. You it, feel it. It's believable. He yeah. is close to bursting that skull in that face. And and yeah, Harley has his. Uh... His fucked up moment in the shit shanty, and then he goes. I, I like that term, Daniel. We're, we're going to carry that forward. Um, <laughs> he, he goes back to Haggis to try to rationalize what's happening. Yeah. It'll pass, Ed Harley. Let it finish. No, you got to stop it. It's what you wanted. No, not like this. Not like this. I see it. This is wrong. Nothing I can do. It's got to run its course now. What did you think? It'd be easy, neat and clean and painless. You're a fool. If you won't help me, if you don't help me, then I'll do it myself. I'll do it. I'll do it myself. <laughs> You'll fail it, Harley. You'll fail and you'll die, too. Then I'll die. Then I'll die. And pay the final price. <laughs> 
all the sooner. God damn you, God damn you. He already has some. Those two nose hairs. Oh, <laughs> kind of, I kind of equate what Ed Harley's going through here to like a bad trip, you know, like fetal position, hugging the toilet. Just just go in the bathroom, dude, and just deal ride. with it. <laughs> it's like when his mom comes in to see if he's ready to be wiped and he's like, I, I do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> that that was my least favorite scene in the whole movie. His acting was Yes, that was the director's fault for not having him re- redo a couple of those things. But yeah. in a movie where everything is relatively competent, uh, I'm, I'm glad to have a moment of some hardcore overacting. It's the <laughs> teeth, man. They the teeth cast a shadow. They are they are they're yelling at me, not him. <laughs> I do it myself. I kill myself. I kill myself. <laughs> relatively competent <laughs> yeah he gave it the old That's, he gave it the old rc we'll agree to disagree on that one this is where we have a failure in motion with uh the mobility of Pumpkinhead <laughs> and steaman and we find out how immobile he actually is by dragging people off screens yeah well he goes immediately from dragging people off screens by their face <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'd like I'd like it noted that he's always grabbing their face. Oh, yeah. He is a quick. He's quick like uh, like Jason off screen quickness. Yeah. Would you can cross cons- over the the glass scene, the glass death, right? The window death. The pig nose and then gutted her on the glass and then she bled out into the sink. Oh, Maggie. Yeah. 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 That was the best death scene. That was yeah. just funny. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yes, Maggie. After she's been dragged over the top of the roof, she comes back in for another appearance through the window. He uh he carved a cross in her forehead. Yep. yep he did. He took the time. Totally he, forgot about that. He's like a, a sarcastic demon. Yeah, that's why yeah. I think he's great. <laughs> uh, I want to connect here. I feel like uh, Caruso might enjoy this, but I felt like there was a throwback to Face Off. Um, at the beginning of the cross, where he did the face, yeah, and he the like for the face. I, I really was taken. It, it reminded me of Face Off. Oh, he loved her. Like he was took this. I don't know. I just, I, I just, I want to be serious for a minute. I had a problem connecting with Pumpkinhead as a character. Like, like you say, he's a sarcastic demon. You're, you're giving him these characteristics, mm. and I just really struggled with connecting with Pumpkinhead as an as a character like I, I i only saw him as an animatronic entity that like because of the way it was filmed i just i i didn't buy into his because he doesn't move because he's like stationary and the camera's choosing its shots so specifically because of the immobility of the creature that they've created the creature looks nice but i i just i i failed to connect with the creature at all as an actual character he he only really oh. smiles twice. He pulled. He laughs too. Constantly pulled me out. Mm. Yeah, he has he has a a few moments of of personality that come into play. I agree. I do wish we could have seen him moving around a lot more. Yeah. If he would, if they were able to make him actually <coughs> run even just a few steps, uh, it would really add some like weight and uh, danger to his presence. But for the most part, I'm actually okay with a lot of all the shots, even though they are stationary, even though every once in a while all you get is like a big foot coming into screen and stepping on someone. 
which is what happens to Kim after he plucks her up, takes her to the top of the tree, and then drops her on a rock like a like a nut, like a bird breaking open a nut. We don't get to see it, but yes, I agree. The concept is great. And it's a nice little shot of her, too, as the camera pans around and her arm is hanging off and they have, they're they forced to run away. Still think he should have showed up at the end of that scene. I Really, it's fine. All the scenes where he's standing still and all he's really doing is just looking around and water dripping out of his mouth. Even those scenes I like. There's something about this movie that I connect with and I don't know what it is because I'm not... I don't remember watching this movie a lot when I was a kid, so it's not a nostalgic thing. Yeah. I, I have some inherent appreciation for this that I can't seem to get across. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Anyways. No. Jim and Joel got the ball and won't give it up. <laughs> uh, Joel... <laughs> uh, okay, wait, Joel is about to die. Yeah, Joel's about to die. Pumpkinhead has been shot by Ed Harley. Oh, isn't he going to kill the guy with his uh, own rifle? He's going to lay on the ground. He's going to lay on the ground. Joel's going to go over and do a little tropey tap. Mm -hmm. Little troop, troop, tappy tap. Right, and then he grabs his leg, another leg grab. Leg grab. Yeah, yeah. Followed followed by a rifle impaling. I I really thought he was going to get shot by Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead don't know what a gun is. (laughs) Great. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna shoot him. That's weird. Well, didn't he uh, when he first picked up the rifle? Didn't he have like his finger on the trigger too? I thought he was gonna shoot him in the dick. Yeah, like he picked up and looked at it, and he like aimed it towards his junk, but then just like right. He would have deserved it too. Oh yeah, they should have just changed that that dude's world. They should have done that. They should have shot him in the balls and then stabbed him in the gut. That would have been the best kill. Yeah, that would have been dope. It's not. It's not that. They don't let him off that easy. He does get stabbed through his body with a gun and then hoisted up in the air and like jerked around like a ragdoll for a little bit. You know what the problem is with this one, though? Is that the last movie that we watched did this much better. That's what I was going to say. I can't even get into the kill because it looks so bad. I can't even be like, oh, that's the best kill because he's on stake with a rifle, but it just doesn't look good. It's just not done well, I don't think. I don't think so. And, and I can understand that. But to me, again, this movie not about the kills. It should have been. It's about Pumpkinhead. About being a good movie, which would have involved good kills. It's about revenge. It's about remorse. Making excuses. Off-screen revenge. It is about excuses. It's about That's for- what this movie's about. It's about forgiving your enemies. And it's about Lance Henriksen. Not smoking a single goddamn cigarette. Not a one. Not a one. He should have one of those Clint Eastwood glued to his lip. Uh, oh, yeah. I him lighting one up every time they said cut. He sounds what I think the Marlboro Man sounds like. I'll Absolutely. say it. There you go. Yeah. I'll second that. So Joel's dead. <laughs> Finally. Just leaves Tracy and Chris. They're going to run around. Knocking uh, on people's doors. Exactly. Does anyone answer those doors? Nope. Hell no. Of course not. No one wants to interrupt in Pumpkinhead's endeavor. Mm-mm. They know better. Mm-hmm. Again, it brings up the greater story of them all being locked in this filthy, time-sanctioned town. Like they, like Nathan mentioned already, they live like they're in the 1800s. Yeah. There's one phone. They have nothing. They're literally just scooping dirty carrots out of a crate and calling it a life. (laughs) 
Aren't we all? And they're being held here, <laughs> somewhat against their will, by this witch and this demon that seems to be playing out pretty often. Like, yeah. it's pretty often. Every generation seems to not only know of the story, but to have witnessed it themselves. Oh, yeah. Do you know what's concerning about this story? That now uh, Bunt and his sister are possibly incestual? Yeah, why not? What other that, choices do we have? But this poem is, is concerning um, to me as well, because his enemies are mostly dead, which makes him seem not that impressive because shouldn't they all be dead can we just say that the poem is terrible yeah did it what is the full chant uh the one in the movie i've got here so it's keep away from pumpkin head no no intern stop it unless you're tired of living no what it's not gonna work the british these are mostly dead all right let's do the full the original poem are you ready but that's not in the movie do you want the original poem? I thought that's what Daniel asked for. I wanted the chant that Bunt was orchestrating at the beginning of the movie, but I, how long is this poem? It's like uh, five lines longer. Okay, yeah, give me the whole thing. Keep away from Pumpkinhead unless you're tired of living. His enemies are mostly dead. He's mean and unforgiving. Laugh at him and you're undone, but in some dreadful fashion. Vengeance he considers fun and plans it with a passion. Time will not erase or blot a plot that he has brewing. It's when you think that he's forgot, he'll conjure your undoing. Bolted doors and windows barred, guard dogs prowling in the yard, won't protect you in your bed. Nothing will from Pumpkinhead. Well done, gentlemen. Well done. See, it's a pretty dope poem. Yeah. That's just scare some kids. <laughs> well, no, like, it's straight up said he has fun killing and, like, planning it out and all that stuff. He's just silly. He's goofy. Yeah. But what does he plan out? He plans out grabbing someone's head and dragging them off. Yeah. Well, he drags them off to plan it out. Whatever he wants to do. Yeah. Throw them from a tree, push them through a window. See, Andrew, what I don't think you understand is Pumpkinhead's like flying by the seat of his pants kind of guy. He's a he's a split decision. Improv even. Yeah, that, yeah. Like that sounds like this movie. Flying by the seat of its pants, an improv decision. <laughs> what I would have liked to see here is um Pumpkinhead dragging one body around. And then he kills someone else and maybe starts stuffing them in a in a satchel or in a knapsack, in, in burlap sack, <laughs> and then starts dragging that burlap sack everywhere. Kills another person, you know, just with getting, the burlap sack. Yeah, more bodies in the sack, just dragging things everywhere. And like he's beating people to death with, with other his dead friends. bodies. Yeah, like uh. he gets the first one by the leg and just smacks one of the other friends' heads off, and then throws that in a sack, drags the sack, and then smacks somebody else with it. You mm. know what I think I really would have liked to seen is a has anyone movie? seen like a killer whale throw a seal? <laughs> yeah. I would have liked to seen him do that with a human body with their head. Like he takes their head and drags them off screen and then just like flips them he, and then walks over and does it again. He kind just, like, of playing with the corpse. He does that with a He kind of does that with the very first guy in the beginning of the movie. They they shoot it by showing a close up of pumpkin head turning quickly to the right and then cutting away to the body being flung against the rocks. <laughs> yeah. And then cut back to the head, turn to the left, and then cut back to the body flung against the rocks. <laughs> 
That's how they pull it off, yes. Sounds like bad editing. Would we have liked to have seen him impale someone on a tree branch through their neck and then use his long fingers to completely gut them? Yes, that would have been great. Yeah. I'd I'd be down. Sounds like you're talking yourself out of this one, Daniel. But that's not what this movie is about. I think an issue with the scale sometimes is that we don't have a good frame of reference. And maybe what we should be trying to do is ask ourselves, what would be your you know, three-level creature feature. And then try to say, where is Pumpkinhead in relation to your three-level creature feature? But has there ever been a creature feature that you could put at a three? Does the original Universal Dracula with Bela Lugosi count as a creature feature or a monster movie? Only, only if you're a pretentious person that loves old movies. Fuck you, it's a three. <laughs> it's a three. <laughs> you have a criterion collection at home, don't it's you? It's a plus three. Yeah, it it's is. a positive three. But and <laughs> I am not helping my point at all right now when oh, I say this, but if you can, some of the DVDs have the option to where you can watch it without any music and it's way creepier. Oh, it's so, so much better it's, without the score. Yeah, it's creepy and eerie as hell. I think Pumpkinhead... Speaking of score, would have been better without uh, the twangy Western music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I love the twangy Western like in like, aspect that that the way that they br- mesh those two together is uh, fascinating to me. <laughs> and the answer to the three level. <laughs> oh God! Give me Joe God's ball. Give it up. <laughs> And the answer to the three-level creature feature for me is the original Predator. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a good one. Up. Yeah, that's a really that's good one. Up. I would uh, say that's positive scale encroaching on three from a creature feature really? standpoint. Yep. Oh, yeah. What about uh, Alien and or Aliens? What about the rest of Predator, though? Predator 2 is Schwarzenegger trampsing around in the woods. There's a lot of great cheese going on in the Predator on top of spectacular creature effects. There's there's cheese at the beginning of Predator, but then it becomes all about Predator, and the music is exceptional. Yeah, I think everyone here should just go rewatch Predator before you debate it. All right, someone's got to have the ball. Who's <laughs> got the ball? Jimmy Joe got the ball. Don't give it up. <laughs> oh, I think I yeah. left the ball up at the house. Yeah, oh, damn, yeah. I left it up the house. <laughs> You need to put the two together and be like, yeah, Nathan totally thinks he has the ball, but he's so not the babysitter. Oh, shit. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll find a way to piece the two together. (laughs) All right, enough of this monkey fuck. Thank you, Nathan. Pumpkinhead. People are dying. We're down to two now. Just Chris and Tracy. They're running around. Ed Harley is also running around. He's gone up to the Wallace place. He's trying to convince them to come out and help him kill this demon. They want no part of it. No. In fact, they send him off worse than he is, which is they take his gun away from him. (laughs) Yeah. That fucking backfired. He did threaten to shoot down their door. He did. And I wouldn't let that kind of motherfucker leave my house with his gun. No. And uh, I love when they're inside... It's just, what we were talking about earlier about this movie is just full of getaways. Mm-hmm. Get away from him. Oh, get yeah. away from that. Don't touch that. Get away from the window. Pumpkinhead. Oop. But, get away from that window. Grandpa, you sure that thing ain't gonna hurt the animals? It only kills what it was called upon to kill. Them and whatever gets in his way. Our animals be fine. You get away from that window and you get to bed. 
<laughs> get away from that window. You get to bed. Get away. <laughs> Russ, you're going to get got done. Well, there's a lot of coming and going here. <laughs> place. Coming going another. Back, going back to another. I, I feel... I don't like it. <laughs> I feel like in the cold opening, it was more of like if Pumpkinhead was out and he was going to be, you know, revenging it up, that... It was more of like the parents wanted to keep a secret from the kids, but now in, I guess, 1988, it's more of just common knowledge that, yeah, Pumpkinhead does this every once in a while when something happens. Like, if somebody kills somebody, yeah, this happens. Yeah, you stay inside and read your book. Pumpkinhead gonna kill some people tomorrow morning, everything be fine. Yeah, you, 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 ain't, you ain't out there don't fucking around, is you? Then you ain't gotta worry about Pumpkinhead. No, you go, go out now back and scrub your potato sack. <laughs> but what I love is one... The family is not willing to help Chris and Tracy. Bunt is willing to help Chris and Tracy because he wants to see Pumpkinhead for himself. He's heard the stories. He knows it might actually exist. Now he wants to actually encounter this demon himself. Yeah. yeah. After being terrified of getting too close to the witch's house, he now wants to go face-to-face with a conjured demon mm-hmm. just to see what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a scary and de- demons are interesting. Yeah. Okay, come on. Seriously. It, has anyone been watching how boring Bunt's life is? He's probably looking to get killed by this demon. <laughs> he wants a way out. He just wants it to be cool. Some form of stimulation other than his sister. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, he's, uh, you know he's ragdolled that straight into boredom. Oh. Uh, <laughs> You ain't even exciting anymore. Daniel, you buy us pizza, then you do this to us. That's not fair. Oh, man. Rough. Wolf. Did you think Bunt got uh, first base, second base? You know. Uh, There's so much you can do with it. Destroyed it. Just destroyed it. Home runs with a sister. There's a new member of the family in there. Oh no! Oh god! Hey, Daddy, time to meet your new grandchild. No, they're gonna have their own pumpkin head. That's what's gonna happen. Oh, oh. She, got some, she got some nuts in the sack. <laughs> Poor inbred hillbilly baby. At the end of their movie, a tiny little hand comes out and grabs their face. Oh. Hey, hey sis, I got my nap sack. It's time for your sack nap. <laughs> <laughs> This made me think of the scene from Alien where the comes out of the person's stomach. Everything is about Alien with this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of Alien influence Everything. in this movie. Yeah. And I mean, he was Alien, so... Yeah, Pumpkinhead is a xenomorph. Yes, he yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. He, is. Sure. he is an altered xenomorph, yes. Yeah. yeah, and it kind of makes me think, like, him and his friends only have, like, one design. Like, H.R. Geiger designed, like, the xenomorphs and stuff, and they just made them. So they're really good at making them, but when it came to original ideas, they're just like, oh, we've only really been like really good at this one thing, and then made this. And they're, they're like, paint it beige. <laughs> yeah, what, what are you going to do, Daniel, yeah. when, when, you're, when your son or your child, after you force them to watch Pumpkinhead, what are you going to do after they watch Alien and say, Dad, that's, a total, that's total bullshit. It's an alien. That Pumpkinhead sucks. Uh, no. I would teach my child the important lesson that not all things need to be compared in the same arena and that they can enjoy both Pumpkinhead and Aliens without having to be a bitter asshole about it. 
Chris. <laughs> keep your children away from Nathan. <laughs> of course. That's a, that's a given. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Can we just jump to the part where um, Pumpkinhead's face turns into uh, Lance Hendrickson's face? No, we can't because right. first we have to go to one of my favorite deaths or almost deaths, which is, which is Chris stumbling across a motorbike, hopping on it to get away, realizing that there's no what acceleration to the bike and it's because pumpkin head is standing right there with the chain in his hand waving it back and forth and laughing he's laughing at him in his face and he's I, laughing and the thing is it he was turning over the bike so the bike was revving the bike was fine so it's like pumpkin head took apart the bike to get the chain off and then put it back together and set it up on the tree to be like, oh, this dickhead's no, going to fall for it. he definitely cut the chain because it's like... Did it have two end pieces? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. still all together. He's just dangling it. And then he picks the entire bike up with one hand and just hurls it. And he lands on his head. Yeah. Against sure. like a, ra- a stone bank. With yeah. the weight of the bike. I instantly was like, oh, that guy's dead. Yeah. It has to be. He should be. <laughs> like he's more dead than the dude that got impaled with the shotgun. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like a 350-pound bike. He's he's okay. That's a terrible scene. 350 pounds? He's like half a ton, man. I love I love that scene. I like well, that stupid lifts. ragdoll body getting tossed against the ground. And it remains perfect posture the uh-huh. entire time. <laughs> it's like a Super Dave stunt. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's great. No, it's awful. So, uh, would you say you put Super Dave at a plus three? I'm Ouch. sorry. Who are Ouch. you asking me? Wow. The mouth on this one, Nathan. Mm-hmm. That was out of line, intern. Was it out of line? Yeah. Because yeah. Daniel's talking this up like he likes Super Dave, like it's a plus three. Dude. I know, but you don't. You still don't understand. Only I am allowed to give Daniel the kind of sass oh. that you're giving right now. When, well, you, when you give him this sass, it's like a, it's, it's, like, it's a, like a slap in the face. <sighs> It's like you don't understand, okay? The kind of, you know, nut sacking that, that that you're doing. Just trying to take the ball here. <sighs> Timmy Joe got the ball and won't give it up. Oh, for fuck's sake! I give up. <sighs> yeah. And Bunt convinces um, Tracy to just leave their friend behind. Mm-hmm. Like fuck it, his back is probably broken. He can he can't walk. At, he, I think he is paralyzed. He spends the rest of the movie just crawling around with his arms only. But they just leave him there to die. They don't that's try pretty to drag brutal him. because he has been with her, running around, taking her aside, shaking her, you know, like calming her down. He's, he's been a voice of reason. Yeah, I she's yeah. just like fuck you. Like walks away. It's brutal. I well, love when people shake me when I'm scared. It's like I, my favorite thing. <laughs> she needed like adult supervision the entire time she's running around. She's like 19, he's like 31, right? Now she's got bunt. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. The, the final girl has to run around and, and just scream and, and run around, right? That's what she has to do. In cargo pants. And But we also we also skipped over the church scene. Because oh, the church yeah. scene is actually my favorite uh, pumpkin head scene. Yes, he looks, might as he well. He looks really badass in that scene. He does. And he actually walks. You see yeah. him. That's like the first time you actually see him take like full, old, semi-full strides through the church. Yep. I would be surprised to find out that that was the most expensive scene. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's this torn down church. Bunt has the, you know, reasonable logic that, hey, it's a demon. Maybe he's not going to like being in a church. Yeah. So they go to hide out there. And for a moment, it seems like Pumpkinhead does have an issue with the church. Either he's being, like, sarcastic, like, what, you think this is going to fucking stop me? Or or he could have, like, a a testing the waters, like, is this okay? Oh, it's fine. (laughs) I thought, like, it looked like when he walked in the church, he was kind of smiling. I thought he stopped at the door to be like, oh, it worked. And he's like, nah, and then just walks up in there, and that's why it shows him walking. He's like, he's not scared. You're finally seeing him walk, and not only are you doing it, he's just strolling right through the middle of this church like he gives a shit. Yep. He's got that nice, like, backlit cross that's over top of yeah. him, and all the dust in the air makes it so you can see the beams of light, and oh, he's walking yeah. into the church. He grabs a cross off the wall and busts it apart. That w- I had a problem with. He could have done something so much cooler with that. I on like we both impaled someone. We both thought that was going to be the final yeah. kill, that y- he was going to use that, but he starts banging it like a doofus against the wall. He's killing these people, throwing their bodies around, dragging them around, and he's sitting there just smacking (laughs) it at the wall until one part of it breaks, and he's like, yeah, that's cool, and just throws it on the ground. Take that, God. Yeah, it was this, exactly. (laughs) This entire movie is supposed to be, it feels like it's supposed to be sacrilegious, and the moment that it came down to it, we get the right side chipped off, and then he throws it on the ground. Come on. But they bump into Harley. Mm-hmm. who's finally here to help rescue everyone. He's been having psychedelic trip-outs. He's freaking out. There's nothing left to do now except to stop this demon himself. He finds them. He hoards them back over to his place. And Bunt is, what, inside the house? Yeah. Yeah, because I actually... I, I like, That's another scene. I like the church scene with him. I also like it when Bunt is in the house and he's hiding in the closet and Pumpkinhead comes in through the door. He has to, like, crouch down to get through the doorway and it looks really good. They've got the cheap strobe light on him. It all looks nice. And he makes his way over to the closet. I think he was playing around. Yeah, he was messing around. I think he was messing. He, like, stuck his head in the closet and, like, kind of sniffed around and looked around and then backed up. But then he was like, nope, and knew you're there and jumped and, like, pulled the clothes to the side, like, ah, to freak him out. He had to have just been fucking with him. He did, and there's something... Because we know the rules of this movie, because Bunt is not really getting in the way, and he's also not part of this vengeance, so there's something about the fact that there's something scarier to me, that I know Bunt is kind of safe within the rules of this movie, but he's still being encroached upon by this monster. And it's the fact that I know he's not going to be immediately killed that makes that scarier to me. If I knew he was just going to be immediately killed, I would just turn off the second he pulled the close to the side and be like, well, he's done. Yeah. But instead, he has to endure it. And he also gets his face grabbed and dragged out of the house. And even though they're pulling cheap moves and only showing half of his body, not half moving half the time, it still looks good when he's got this little boy in his hands and he's, like, trompsing out of the house. Yeah. And he comes down on the grounds and he's like, what are you going to do? I have your little bunt cake right here. <laughs> <laughs> and is this the, this is the final fight. Well, whatever you would yeah, call a fight. For sure. Right. It looks like it's going to be a big fight. Uh, Hendrickson has the flamethrower strapped to his body. 
He comes rushing outside, and he gets caught on the door. No, he uh, he impales his well, shoulder. Well, yeah, it gets yeah. caught on the door, and that's what makes him oh, impale. Oh, I thought he just walked right into it like a dumbass. No. no it was, like, yeah. leaned against the door, and because the, the little tube got caught, it, like, dragged him into the pitchfork. Oh, just, like, that's boom, right. Yeah, it, yeah like, shh, shh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and if we knew that there was a half connection between him and the demon before, we know that for sure now, because it causes him to drop the boy. Well, you see it earlier when he's getting bit in the arm by the dog, and the demon picks his arm up and is like... Ah, you're right. Yeah. That's very... Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we get little clues along the way. It's what a good movie does. Gives you some crumbs. And really, the more freaky uh, transformation is when they start to adopt each other's features. Yeah. Right? Hendrickson is getting the weird red eyes, and it... It kind of reminds me of The Thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's weird though, because because Henriksen is such a strange and aggressive or just firm, pouted looking dude. I feel like there's not a whole lot of makeup they had to do to him. Like he just wore his <laughs> fake teeth and they put red contacts in, and he just made a fucked up face. And you're like, whoa, he's transforming into a demon. <laughs> that's I think that's what happened. That's how I felt because. I remember it, it did those scenes cutting back and forth showing that there was, you know, a reaction between the two. And she was all like, oh, man, they're getting each other's faces. And I looked and it's like, yeah, the demon's starting to look like him. And then I just looked at him. I'm like, I don't know if he's getting his face. I'm not <laughs> sure. He's just kind of going like a little too hard. And it's freaking me out. <laughs> yeah, it's enough. One to remember this conversation at the end of the movie. I'm remembering. I- that's good. Keep this in mind, and hopefully I'll talk about it. This transformation okay, that okay. has begun. Yes, they have anyway. started to adopt each other's features, and because he's impaled on this pitchfork, he just takes off the flamethrower. Just quits. So instantly I was like, what's the point of this thing then? You set it up from the very beginning, and now we're not even going to get to see it used? <laughs> no, and we get to find out why you like this movie. I figured it out. Because Lance shoots himself in the head. Yes. That is the ultimate way, or the only way, really, that he's going to be able to take care of this demon. Because can't, you can't damage the demon itself. But because it's tied to Ed Harley, whatever damage you do to Ed, you do to the demon. Ed figures that out. He gets a gun out of his car, shoots himself in the head. Fight and club. walks out of his out. car. He's, like, cool with it. He's like, yeah, I shot yeah. myself in the head. I'm good. That is true. Yeah, he shoots himself yeah. in the head first and then walks out into the middle not, of the action. Not a problem. I can handle this well, up to the brain without I, you. I think it's because like he's, you know, him and the demon are becoming connected with each other. So he's kind of just like he's got a little extra something to him. Yeah, he's got some demon juice. Yeah, yeah. He, he has to wind down to being a human with a gunshot wound. Because as of right now, he's for all intents and purposes possessed or becoming possessed. So he's got a little bit of like demon juice left and just and then there yeah. could be spiritual yeah. forces at work here. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And but Tracy is doing the dumb thing, which is trying to burn a demon that presumably comes from hell. Yeah. Yeah. They love fire. They live for that shit. Yeah. It's, it's like a bath. <laughs> what other weapon does she have at her disposal? She should just be beating the shit out of Ed. Yeah. Trying to pull him off the pitchfork. She should be stabbing Ed over and over again. And he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, it's the only way. (laughs) Or running away. 
Yes. Bathing, picking up the flamethrower tank and smashing him with it. Yeah, but if we learn anything from Maggie, it's that no one can run in this movie. She takes three steps, she's down on her knees with a twisted ankle. She doesn't want to risk that. (laughs) (laughs) Prom night, dude. Do you want want a leg grab? Hmm? Do you want to get dragged around by your head? That happened again, too. With Bunt, he got a leg grab during this scene as well. (laughs) Can't get a face grab without a leg grab. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the, the headshot comes after the fire bath but it takes down lance it takes down the demon all the teenagers or all the people that were going out into the woods to this cabin are dead except for tracy ed is dead who called the demon i i assume that's what the the witch meant by you know paying the final price or the big price or whatever Mm -hmm. is that you think this revenge is just going to be clean or whatever but no yeah everyone dies plus you yeah. Daniel, you love horror movies, right? Mm-hmm. You love 80s horror movies? Especially. You know Ed's not dead. No, there's no, always a way. Transformed. Come on. He, he transformed. Yeah, I think he went full demon. He he got right. buried with his necklace that he no. would wear forever. He told his son the truth. He's wearing his necklace forever. And when he comes back as Pumpkinhead. So he is the new Pumpkinhead. Oh, yeah. Is that who the witch takes out there? And I thought that because after plus it's him. He said he was going to wear it. I take Lance Hendricks at his word. We are missing a scene. I was just going to say that initially I thought that in this is now dumb thinking about it. But in the transfer, Pumpkinhead got his necklace somehow like clothes and like accessories transferred. But just that one. But now if you say that, it kind of makes it like the ultimate price is that you're going to be the new pumpkin head. New pumpkin head, yeah. Well, if you remember, um, when Tracy finishes Ed off, uh, pumpkin head is in the background and he just lights on fire. Yeah. Yeah. The body just lights on fire without having any flames shot at it. So the assumption that would be if there is a scene missing, that it would be some sort of a transformative connection between the body being placed into the grave with the necklace on it and Ed's body decaying and turning into a pumpkin head um, fetus. <laughs> mm-hmm. we that is what, what's missing. Well, because we have to assume that the pumpkin head body is go- going up in flames is kind of immolating, right? Like it's... It's, it's done. It's going to turn going, into dust. It's going back to hell. Yeah, or just imploding or, or whatever in, in in flames. So I'm, I'm thinking there is a missing scene here with Ed Harley's body kind of transforming a bit more to give more of a connection to the to the final scene and and the one where uh, where he gets buried. Things are finishing up, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I like that. I, that's a way better explanation for whatever I thought the hell was happening at the end. <laughs> so that's as of right now, that is truth to me. You're welcome. Yeah, Thanks. I'll go with that because I was a little bit unsure myself i i had assumed that you know he was once pumpkin head set on fire i thought that was part of the ritual like okay yeah, the thing's like done he he's done. on fire now he's gonna shrink back into a little tiny thing the witch is gonna come pick him up and go th- throw him back in the grave for another round well i thought because when he first came out like when he first woke up he like shed a black layer and came out of it and when it showed him burning up i was like oh there he goes he's just gonna burn up shrink up and get covered and be all black again and I thought that the necklace transferred in the weird thing going on. And when she buried him, though, he was still that orangish beige color. He wasn't covered all blackened up like burnt skin or anything. I thought that the witch took the necklace 
and put it onto the re-shrunken pumpkin head fetus, as Nathan put it. And then that made me think, oh, I wonder if maybe she gave that necklace to Billy and Billy gave it to his dad. This is all like some fucked up nightmare loop. And this is how she keeps people trapped in the town. (laughs) So, Daniel, you think too much. It's okay. I'm glad that we solved this problem. Daniel? Daniel? Nathan? Who's got the ball? Jimmy Joe got the ball and won't give it up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And it doesn't fuck around. It doesn't bother with, like, showing you, uh, you know, two years later. Tracy's off and she's halfway through college and her life is better. And then she has some nightmare where Pumpkinhead comes out from under her bed. And then we got to credits. No, it's done. Well, that validates the whole movie. Yeah, it makes this. This has got to be a. Um, a minus two. It's a, yeah, it's a well, minus two. Solidifies everybody's opinion. No fourth act. It's great. <clears throat> Perfect. Yeah, we don't need any of that bullshit. It's done. She goes, she reburies it. Loop starts over. Done. This movie's complete. It's tight. It knows what it wants to do. Ooh, Another magical tight. journey into mediocrity on 100 Lunatics. <laughs> yeah. And between a five-minute credit opening and a five-minute credit closing, oh. this movie is barely like 80 minutes. So it's, yeah, when it's I did, fast. When I did the check, I was like, oh shit, how much more time is there going to be? And then it was just like two quick kills and over. I was like, oh, thank God. It's done. So yeah. that being said, now that we're all done, now what are everyone's ratings? Let's start with the guests. Caruso. So his, his is going to be a, a minus two, right? Minus one. Minus, no, no, no. It's going to be a minus two, right? I'm I'm sorry. That's not a gentlemanly thing to do to put words in someone's mouth. In turn, you're on your own. I I thought we would. Uh, I thought we were going to tag team this. <laughs> I, that was the plan earlier. Well, I know that you wrote that down on a piece of paper yeah. in front of us, but I am not. No, not doing that. Not a, I'm, okay. I'm a gentleman, so I wouldn't ever think to do that. That's I appreciate right. it, Nathan. <laughs> God. Way to go, intern. Yeah, foot and mouth again. <laughs> Not going to apologize though. I'm so, looking forward to more uh, tweet tweet battle. Right. So, minus one for Caruso. Uh, care to elaborate, Caruso? Or are you just laying it down? When I watched it before, Marissa and I, the version we had watched, I guess it was like an older tape, and it just looked really cheap. But I didn't want to give it a zero because I feel like the just the little bit from the costume that you get out of the movie and kind of like the silliness of the kills was just enough to bring it up to or down to a negative one but then we watched it over here with daniel and it was a clearer picture and i don't know i guess our tape was just jacked but after re-watching it like that it didn't look as cheap and i just felt more comfortable about negative one marissa i'm also a negative one Negative one. Similar reasons. Not recommendable, but there's something to be enjoyed here, yeah, right? Yeah, I didn't completely wait. I didn't, I didn't feel like I wasted my time completely. <laughs> Great. Yeah, like it wasn't com- oh, it's such a big piece of shit that it was unnecessary. Yeah. No, it was no Wicker Man. Yeah. I'm going to quote that Remake. in a tweet, Marissa. <laughs> I don't feel I wasted my time completely. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag pumpkin head. Do you feel like uh, you would watch this again? Uh, maybe yes. in the future. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, Daniel. <laughs> maybe not recently. Like, yes, my unborn not in the near future, but in the future, possibly. Okay. 
but I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to anyone. <laughs> like, if someone was watching it, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> but... <laughs> you'd sit down, you'd have, like, some smart, some loud food to chew. <laughs> you can't really hear it. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you can watch the couple scenes that were done well. Yeah, for sure. Just judge for them sure. if they look like they're enjoying it too much. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are awful, Nathan. Zero. Oh, dang! Did you just do you understand feeling, what happened here? I had a feeling. Wow. I had a feeling. Just got slighted. I am giving Pumpkinhead a zero, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I have been taught by this podcast <laughs> what there is to appreciate about horror movies. I started this journey in full hatred of horror movies and everything that they bring. And I have been schooled and educated on, on what to appreciate. And I feel like there's some hip hypocrisy going on tonight. Because I've been told that the quality of the kills is a big, is a big deal. And I have grown to to respect that and I've grown to enjoy that about horror movies I look forward to the death scenes and this movie robbed me of any enjoyment from any of the death scenes it's like they spent all the money on this creature and they didn't have enough money to make it do what they really wanted it to do so it feels like because they didn't have an extra million or two dollars to take this where they actually wanted to take it that they just missed completely with by spending all the money on the one thing they missed on that one thing it does look good in some parts but not enough to push it past unnecessary and outside of that yeah there's none of the tropey goodness there's no nudity it's just i i i'm trying to hear what you're selling daniel but i'm gonna cringe when the wheel lands on Pumpkinhead too daniel i think nathan has the ball Intern. Oh boy. You know who really has the ball? Is Haggis. <laughs> Haggis has the ball. She was the most entertaining part of this, and it was only the first scene that she's in. Um, the makeup on her was, was really good. She was entertaining. There's no real connections with anyone other than, you know, the one guy is a douchebag. Um, which is fine, but uh, this is... There's... A couple good shots, a couple good location shots, like, but that doesn't mean because three things were done well that this has value, which means if it has no value, it's a zero. That's what I give it. Um, I'll tell you what this movie actually is. I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I knew this was going to happen. I knew that no one was... I knew I was going to like this movie more than anybody else did. I knew that was going to happen. That being said, I would still rate this movie as a negative one. Only because I don't think I could recommend it to anyone expecting them to appreciate it the same way I do. I'm not entirely sure why I have such a strong connection to this movie, but this movie is tight to me as someone who has seen a lot of 80s and 90s schlock and bullshit if you're watching a slasher it is all about the kills and the kills better be there but this movie to me isn't a slasher it's sort of a just a complete all-around dark story it's half creature feature 
half about a guy whose boy gets killed, he tries to save it with some black magic, and it backfires like black magic always does in movies like this. So it's not the hokiest, it's not the goriest by any stretch of the imagination, it's not the scariest, but it's complete, it's tight, it does what it needs to do, it gets in, it gets out, it doesn't linger, it doesn't make the bad parts painful, which other movies we reviewed have done much more so than this one does, so the zeros shock me. But... There's something here to be enjoyed. It's pretty tame. You can hold that against it. To me, it was consistent. If you're gonna be tame, be tame the whole time. If you're gonna be gory, be gory the whole time. This sticks to what it's doing, and it sticks with it all the way through. Yeah, it's affected by budget, they can't do as many creature feature things as you'd want them to do, but what they do have and what they do have available to them, they make work. They make cheap shit work to look good. So go do yourself a favor, go find Pumpkinhead on VHS, watch it in its fuzzy goodness the way it was meant to be watched, and just relax and have a good time. Don't get so up your own zero ass about it. Thanks for nothing, Stan Winston. That's <laughs> uh, another know, thing. You can tell this is a first-time director because it is simple. Because he's yeah. not trying to do too much because he knows he doesn't know how. That's another reason that I like it. I like when I see that kind of basicness. Uh, go ahead, Andrew. Oh, I was just going to say, I think it's time for uh, Wilter to have the ball. <laughs> You're absolutely right, Andrew. It is time for Wilter to have the ball. God, man. All right. Grab the wheel here. Do I have the wheel or did I leave it up at the house? Oh, damn, I left it up the house. <laughs> Tonight's category is sequels and remakes. I have spawned a sequel. You will be watching Book of Shadows Blair Witch 2. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 I was going to be pumpkin it too. I was hoping it was. I Me was too. too. <laughs> Me too. I was praying for Reanimator, Brighter Reanimator. Oh, that I was oh. like praying. That, that would have, if I had a choice. But you and know. this came up and bile came up my throat Actually, as well. <laughs> Andrew, you should go and watch and, and listen to the um what was it? Spin number two or three, uh, where we actually did Blair Witch. And it's it's the only episode in the whole series of spins where Daniel hates the movie. <laughs> it's a continuation with the next one. It's the only one. Andrew Chelsea. Have you seen? Have you seen Book of Shadows, Blair Witch Two? No, no. What did you I get, saw, Blair Witch? I saw the first one at a drive-in theater, and with the lighting, I didn't actually see a movie. I only heard it. Oh <laughs> man! Right screen, that and then I watched sucks. it later, and it. I wish that I just watched it with a gray screen again. <laughs> well, here's the thing with the Blair Witch Project: is that this is. This doesn't happen all that often in horror franchises, but it completely 
changes format. So the Blair Witch Project is a found footage trick the audience kind of movie. You remember how much they made it seem like it was real that yeah. these people were missing. Uh, Book of Shadows Blair Witch 2 is not found footage. It is oh. a movie. Oh. That That's good. Uh, so I think this might be more interesting than everyone imagines. It's it's gonna be bad. Hold, don't don't get your hopes up. <laughs> but I, I, it's not what everyone expects. I know that for sure. I had my hopes up for a negative scale rating today, Daniel. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. it didn't click over. Yeah. Is is uh, Book of Shadows a prequel? Nope. It's a sequel. It's a sequel. Who is it following just new characters? Yep. Oh, okay. And they're aware of the Blair Witch Project in that universe, but it's not found footage. All right. Interesting take. They couldn't even call it the Blair Witch Project 2. They had to call it Book of Shadows colon Blair Witch 2. Mm. For legality Drop the, purposes? the and project. No. It's all, uh, it's all legitimate. It's there. It's ready to go. Okay. Blair Witch 2. Hey, we don't always get the sequels that we want. Right. True. But we're here to figure out what there is to appreciate about this movie that most people don't even know exists. Yeah. Well, mm. I, I hope we can show up for that one. <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds like, like it's going to be the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did my sincerity not come across? The Book of Shadows got 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, Damn. That's, that's rough. Strong. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. <laughs> it will be an interesting one uh, for sure. Yeah. Maybe you should, uh, everybody, just tune in next time for spin number 20 Book of Shadows, Blair Witch Project 2. Blair Witch 2. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if Daniel wants to show that one to his future unborn children. <laughs> uh, thank you, Nathan, for mocking me into the outro. Uh, that'll do it for us tonight. Pumpkinhead, I'm heartbroken that no one enjoyed it anywhere near as much as I did. But it was not a surprise. So we'll put a cap on that. Spin 19. We look forward to Spin 20. A sequel. Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Uh, Nathan, I really want to dig into that one with you. In the meantime, 100lunatics.com. Write to us, 100lunatics at gmail.com. Visit us on Twitter at 100lunatics. Involve yourself somehow. Subscribe. Rate us on iTunes. Say something. Drop a line. However you feel to go about it. Uh, you can reach Nathan at I Hate Horror. You can reach Andrew the Intern at the Intern TPP. You can reach Marissa at MJ44. And you can reach Caruso at Christian Baby. You've heard it before. Say hello to someone. And careful out there if you're tired of living <laughs> also don't drop the ball give me Joe got the ball and won't give it up what'd you say Paul why <laughs> <laughs> not boy just know that it's not going to be a complete waste of time <laughs> none of these are a complete waste of time come on guys if you like filthy children in filthy clothing covered in filth check out Pumpkinhead you filthy bastard <laughs>
now we have the reason to call upon a vengeance of demon. <laughs> no one's gonna call me out for saying that wrong. Okay, that, fine. Hey, you you're running the ship. That's I don't right. Tell you where to steer. No one right. tells me when I say shit wrong. That's the correct name. I heard vengeance and demon. I felt good about it. Yeah. We're all confident here, Daniel. I'm talking out of my ass. It's all yeah, good. you are. Shut your face. Who names their son Bunfer? It's, it's, it's Bunter instead of Hunter. It's Bunter. Bunter. <laughs> it's Bunkinhead. <laughs> Whiff. It's my son Whiff and my son Bunt and my son Failure and my son Loser. I'm talking out of my ass. It's all yeah, good. you are. Shut your face. Nathan. Oh, that scream, that scream with the torch when he calls him out and he's covered in the mud and he set all the traps. Nathan, Nathan. <laughs> Pumpkinhead. I'm talking out of my ass. It's all yeah, good. you are. Shut your face. I just, I just imagine her like slowly laying her head down to take a nap on his balls. <laughs> that's a new, that's a new knapsack. <laughs> When you my girl takes a nap, she takes it on a sack. So, oh, girl, you want to take a nap, sack, nap? It's like the first part of the commercial is black and white, and it's a girlfriend that can't, like, figure out how to put her head in her boyfriend's lap. And then it goes to color, and he's wearing the knapsack. She can delicately place her cheek on his balls. Oh, God. <laughs> pitch that as a commercial for selling knapsacks, Daniel. I'm ready for... Ready for a sack nap? Get your knapsack. <laughs> but you gotta make it like a little jingle. <laughs> Take a sack nap. Get your knapsack. All <laughs> the knapsacks now sale. <laughs> and your and your spokesperson can be a little like sack, but he's all flannel. <laughs> A little flannel nutsack. Sack is balding, and you need a balding knapsack. <laughs> oh yeah, just a big cart. Who's got the ball? Just like a really graphically detailed mascot of balls in a snuggie. <laughs> Who's got the balls? <laughs> Jimmy Joe got the balls. Jimmy Joe got the ball. Don't give it up. <laughs> but with a knapsack, Jimmy Joe always gives it up. <laughs> You got that knapsack? Oh, damn, I left it up the house. <laughs> I'm talking out of my ass. It's all yeah, good. you are. Shut your face. Uh, a movie you could show to your kids? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Somebody finally gets it.